Hello, everybody. Welcome in to episode two of the Swag Football League podcast. You got your hosts, Marcus Perez, Brennan. Go down the line, everybody else. Hop in. I'm uh, Killian, uh, correctional last week, not a free roamer, I'm an electrician for a living. <laughs> uh, I'm Andrew O'Grady. Andrew O'Grady? Oh, yeah. I'm Reggie. I'm a bandwagon fan. I go, I'm like Drake. I go wherever the winning team goes. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. Nice. Well, welcome back in, fellas. Uh, just, we'll just keep talking. We got our, we got our week two picks in, courtesy of Red and that spreadsheet. Shout out. Um, yeah, we, we could start there. We could start with our AFC preview. We, can, we still need to run through that. Uh, what you guys feeling? What you guys thinking? I was just going to say AFC predictions just to, you know, finish off where we left off. Are you guys cool with that, Andy Reg? Yeah. Let's do yeah, it. Fine. Yeah. Let's hit it. Um, so, AFC. Want to just start north then and go back around the compass? So we got the you know, we got the Steelers, we got the Ravens, got the Bengals, got the Browns. You want to start then? Yeah. Yeah, I'll hop in. Should we do let's this do as if Week One didn't happen? Yeah, yeah, let's do that. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Except a lot of these teams disappointed me this first week. Well, yeah. Surprised. Anybody, anybody else have it on the? Oh, hang on. I All right, we got the AFC North. I had the Pittsburgh Steelers winning at 12 and 5, 5 and 1 in the division. Um, I, I think really good. I think Big Ben is uh, slowly walking towards his grave, but that doesn't mean that the weapons uh-huh. aren't capable because they got weapons. They got, I mean, Chase Claypool. They got TikTokers. I, they got, I see the crazy thing is he gets all that publicity. I literally think he's like the fourth best offensive weapon they have, which is nuts. I think Chase Claypool gets more touches. Deontay Johnson gets more touches. Um, uh, what's his name? Najee Harris is going to get more touches, like lethal, lethal. And then they got Eric Ebron at the tight end. Um, they got a nice rookie, Pat Firemouth, I think is how you say that. Um, yeah, weapons. Big Ben is kind of meh, but he can get the ball there. And I think they're going to use Najee a lot like they used Le'Veon early in his Steelers days. He's going to be that workhorse, touching the ball, catching, running. Um, and then, the, I mean, the defense. Are you kidding? One of the best defenses in the league. Can't beat around that bush. E.J. Watt, man. E. Watt. You got uh, Casey Hayward in the middle. Um, Minka Fitzpatrick, safety, roaming, making plays. They got just about everything it takes to be a contender, including a head coach that's been there and been successful and rocked steady for so long. I think I don't. I definitely don't think they're a lock because the Browns and the Ravens, which we'll get into. I think it could be really interesting. But I think they are almost a lock for the playoffs, at least a wild card in the AFC. Uh, what do you guys think, Pittsburgh Steelers? I had them uh, winning the division too, 11-5, and five though, because uh, like you said, I just think those other two teams, they're going to be given a run for their money in the division. Um, yeah, I, I just really think Najee Harris, he's going to have that Le'Veon Bell kind of carries and uh, catches kind of thing going for him. Uh, outside of that, I mean, they've got four receivers that could all be wide receiver ones. So, you know, it's like, I just, I don't know. It's, uh, it's loaded. It just kind of rides on big Ben's shoulders and 
Oh boy. Those sir, some old shoulders. <laughs> I was gonna ask you, there's seventeen games now. Did you miss another game or was there a tie in there? You said eleven and five. Oh shit. Question. <laughs> okay. I think I missed a whole week. <laughs> I don't know how that happened, but uh, it did. Uh, it's only for certain teams, too, which is weird. I don't, I don't know why. Well, but, uh, yeah, I've got a few other teams that have 16 rec- win record. You know. Over, under 11 wins, then you're, I'm guessing somewhere around. No, there. I'll go ahead. I'll just – I'll go 12 and 5. 12 and 5? All right. We've got two 12 yeah. and 5s. Andy Ridge. Yeah, I'll go. Uh, I had them 11 and six, uh, finishing second in the division. Uh, and yeah, I think that division, it could be either the Browns, Steelers, or the Ravens winning the division, to be honest. I think they're all pretty close. Uh, I think if the Steelers had like a younger quarterback that had, I don't know, just had more in the tank, I think they would win the division pretty easily, to be honest. Uh, but yeah, like, like you guys said, it's kind of hard to know what Big Ben will give you at this point. I mean, he'll be solid, but I don't know if it'll be enough to push him over those other two teams. Yeah, I hear you. That defense is elite, though. It's, it's insane. That defense. Uh, yeah. They just traded for uh, – right before the season started, the middle linebacker from uh, Jacksonville, I think. Schobert, something like that. So they got just pretty much – Joe Schorbert, Schorber, yeah. Yes. Uh, so they, they got just weapons everywhere they can, you can possibly have weapons. Uh, Reggie, what you got? So I'm going to be a little bit of the odd man out. It looks like I gave them uh, nine wins. Two and four in the division, dude. I, I had them split. I had them split with uh, the Bengals. Um, I had the Ravens beating them twice, and I had them splitting with the Browns. Mm. So I mean, it's like one of those things where it's like, yeah, you got literally everything, but like, like you guys are saying, you can really only go as far as, you know, your QB. And if your QB is kind of old as shit, fat as shit, I don't know, dude, <laughs> but um, it's, also, it's all there. Hey man, uh, yeah, it's also, actually, now, also a big piece of shit though, for real. Oh yeah. But, um, Bag, yeah. Yeah, I mean, ah, uh, dude, can we talk about that first game though? Yeah. Like I felt like the Bills just had that game, but man, for, for somehow, some way, the Steelers just fucking got away with it. Got away with a fucking robbery, in my opinion. Even though you know I'm a, Bill, a Bills fan, but <laughs> <laughs> I have I have some some thoughts about that actually. I think a lot of people almost forgot how good this, this Steelers team was. I mean, they want to, they started what 13 and 0 last year or something like that. Yeah. They were yeah, something crazy. Yeah. Really, really long time. And what people kept saying was, well, they just don't have a running game. They don't have a capable running game. They don't they don't have the guy that you that can touch the ball every single play of the drive. And they have that now with uh, Najee Harris, which I think, yeah, just, just elevates their potential long-term. And like, like you said, though, that, that game was a slugfest. Looked like a Big Ten game out there for a while. Nobody could get on the board. But I think that's more testament of how good those defenses are 
and how good they can be. I know yeah. it, was, it was sloppy, but we also week one at the end of the day, what's going to show up is the talent you have there. And the, the Bills had the talent and the Steelers had the talent and it showed. Those are my thoughts at least. Yeah, and I think right. the running back thing is really interesting because I don't think the better running back was really a factor at all in that game. The G. Harris couldn't get anything. Uh, to be honest, I think if you plug James Conner into that game, I don't think the outcome would have been that different. So I think, like, it's just, like you said, like everybody just forgot how good this team was last year. And I think it's easy to when they had such a bad end of the season. Right, uh, right. But, yeah. Yeah, totally. Sorry, Reg, didn't mean to interrupt you. It's kind of no, hard you're good, you're good. not to interrupt each other. It's weird. Oh, no, it's totally yeah, fun. I understand. We've all been there. It's, yeah, it's pretty ass. Yeah. I mean, that's pretty much what I wanted to say anyway. Oh, right. good. But, so that's Steelers. Did you have any other thoughts, Reg, or, or Kyo? Nah, TJ Watts a beast. Probably defensive player of the year. Maybe Sheesh. they actually give it to him this time. Yeah, that's what I was about to say. <laughs> Probably could have been defensive player of the year last year, but whatever. I'd argue he should have been over Aaron Donald. I think it's just hard to beat a big name like that. I, I do. Well, I don't know. After week one, uh, he probably had one of the more dominant showings than outside of Chandler Jones, who, but yeah. But Pay that man, nine. by the way. Pay that man. Yeah. Let's say that. Um, well, what did you, what did you just say, uh, Andy? What were you talking about? How J, TJ should have won? Yes. Um, I think it's kind of interesting, though, because I like the argument that people had for Aaron Donald, which is the fact that nobody, like, it's almost become normal to us now, but nobody's supposed to put up the stats he puts up at defensive tackle. Nobody. I mean, he, he's putting up edge rusher stats, plugging up the middle. And, and he, you have to account for him every single snap. He's getting double teamed every single game. Yeah. And the fact that he was putting up the numbers that he was putting up and, and just in the conversation, pretty much anytime you're watching a game, you just saw his number. I think that's pretty special. I, I think we're almost taking it for granted how dominant that man is at his position right now. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, yeah, TJ Watt is good. That's how that all started. Um, so that's Steelers. What else we got? Who had a... Uh, see okay second i had the uh cleveland browns uh had them at 11 and 6 two and four in the division actually um but got him in the playoffs yeah i think it's funny and it's kind of heartwarming that the cleveland browns are finally good at football um it's almost a little annoying how much they've been plastered over like the nfl as a, as a darling but at a certain point you gotta it's tough not to root for them. the these the amount of turmoil that they suffered through for years and what own 16 twice and one in 15 another year. Um, yeah. Yeah. That was literally not too long ago. Oh, 2017. Yeah. When Baker was there, they were still what, like three and 13 or something like that. God damn. So it's, it's hard not to root because <laughs> I do think they've made the full turnaround officially. I think it's safe to say that now. Um, I mean, you got Baker OBJ's, uh, you know, He's injured and not prime OBJ anymore, but we got Jarvis Landry. Uh, what else? Who else? They have David Njoku still, right? Um, yeah. Obviously, they got Nick Chubb, um, and then they got – The Chubbinator. Kareem Hunt. Um, I mean, the offense is terrifying. It's really terrifying. Uh, 
And what they could be in another year is probably even scarier. And then the defense is competent. And you got, I mean, Miles Garrett is just scary, let alone him throwing a helmet at uh, Mason Rudolph. He's scary oh, yes. just coming off the edge in, in general. He, he's dominant. And as long as you got him, and as long in the NFL today, as long as you're getting to the quarterback, that disrupts so much of the other team's game plan. I think you just have to account for that. So Browns, yeah, eleven and six. I think they can be pretty good. What do you guys have? I had uh, ten and six, but I'm gonna go ahead and uh, shoot go eleven and six too. Why not? Um, but uh, yeah, same thing. I mean, the dude. Uh, the man, the myth, the State Farm commercial. Um, he can do it. I think uh, Baker will take him there. I mean, uh, he, you know, I know we're not talking week one, but he almost beat the Chiefs at Arrowhead. Come on, you get some street cred for that. So, uh, yeah, and that that committee of running backs, I really wish I got in on that for fantasy sake. But, uh, yeah, no, it's it looks like an offensive juggernaut. And then, like you said, throwing Miles Garrett and you got a halfway competent defense. So, yeah. Um, yeah, I had that. Oh, oh sorry. I, I was just going to say real quick, if you guys are cool with it, we can, if it's important to you guys' predictions, talk about week one, even though we're like not. Um, like no, I just wanted to drop that one, that one tidbit of him looking finally like a, like a top five QB, you know, like everyone was like, oh, I don't know if he is a boomer or a bust, you know, and I think there he proved that he, he's 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 worth that number one pick. Okay. All right, Andy, go ahead. My bad. No, no, it's all good. Uh, I, I had them 10 and 7. Uh, I mean, yeah, like you guys said, the offense is really good. Uh, I, I think Baker will be really good. Uh, at this point, I don't really understand the immaturity comments, to be honest. Uh, I mean, I haven't looked at that much, but from what I can see, it's like he shows up, it works. Like, I don't think it matters what commercial is doing. Like, that shouldn't matter as long as they're working. Uh, but, yeah, I, like, the pieces are there in offense. Defense is a little bit of a question mark, but as you said, like, with Miles Garrett, as Marcus said, like, when you have Miles Garrett, you're going to put pressure on the other team. Uh, and it's, it's not going to be – it's not bad enough where you're going to lose games because of that most of the time. Um, yeah yeah for sure yeah to the comment about his maturity level yeah i always found that interesting i never really saw that either i just saw somebody super fiery like super fired up yeah that loves football and, and from what i've been able to see his teammates freaking love him so he's, he's an amazing teammate like you said he shows up to work i i don't know i, I don't think that's valid at this point like just like you said andy I think a lot of that comes from uh, Johnny Boy, and uh, they're just kind of used to that. When someone comes in that's, you know, very animated and emotional, they just automatically go, oh, he's a Johnny Manziel. Yeah. Also fair. (laughs) So I gave them – you would think I'm a Browns fan. I gave them 13 wins. I think it's funny, though, that I had them losing the first match in the week – or week one, and I had them riddling off fucking nine wins in a row. So that's very interesting to look at now, but really when you look at it, dude, I actually didn't know that they signed um, Jadavion Clowney as well to go alongside with Miles Garrett, which is 
kind of sick kind of scary <laughs> um yeah i forgot to so gonna be pretty fun to watch this team i think it's kind of i wouldn't want to say it's like the chiefs but there can be um entertaining matchups when you play the browns maybe more entertaining if you're on the browns uh a browns fan because man they got weapons and man they got a defense so we'll see. I do have them 13 and four though. Wow, okay. Yeah. Um, you want to go with your Ravens prediction next, Reg? Oh, uh, sure. I got the Ravens at 10 and seven. Um, I had them losing actually the first two weeks because I remember thinking about, wow, who the fuck is the running back? Oh wait, it's fucking Lamar Jackson. So towards the end of the season, I had them riddling off more wins and more wins, and I gave them second in the division. As they hopefully find footing in the running back committee, led by Lamar Jackson. Talk about that a little bit, how Lamar Jackson might not just be the best running quarterback, but the best runner in the NFL. Oh, I think he has a I mean, 100%. Other than the fumbles that he had in week one, but... uh. Yeah, he's pretty pretty special. I, I think you have a total argument there, Andy. Um, I think, I mean, I'm a little biased. I think you got to throw Kyler into that category too, looking like Barry Sanders. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, Lamar is just dynamic. I mean, I, I'm, I'm still thinking about some of the runs he was doing during his MVP season. He was just putting people in a spin cycle, embarrassing these grown men that get paid to play this sport. And yeah, I mean, he's, he's just electric. What do you guys think? Best running quarterback since RG3. I feel like that that was definitely RG3's career path as Lamar Jackson, but, of course, then he got injured. Yeah. That's kind of what's scary about Lamar, too, though. I think we might be past that where running quarterbacks are knocked out young just because so many of them run. And I think the, the medical treatment is getting better, but it's still scary uh, a little bit. Yeah. Totally. And, again – biased but the difference between Lamar and, and Kyler for example if you watch all the huge highlight runs Kyler has it either ends in a slide or going out of bounds he he knows how to protect himself and part of that is probably the baseball I think it's not gonna lie but Lamar Lamar doesn't do that he takes unnecessary hits and, and just like you said that's that's going to leave him vulnerable at least to sometimes to some serious contact what do you have for the Ravens, uh, Kill or Andy? I had them at ooh eight and nine. Ooh, yeah. I just I, I don't know. Uh, leading into the week, we didn't know that they they, they didn't have a running back, so um, I don't know. Uh, I I wasn't quite sure of the passing game outside of Mark Andrews. Um, but again, we did get proven wrong in week one that there was, thank gosh, Hollywood Brown there. But he always has a good week one. I don't know. Um, yeah, I just don't feel confident with Lamar running it 30, 40 times a year or a game, sorry, and uh, throwing it 30, 40. That's, he's just going to get injured. I don't know. I have a bad feeling about it this year, um, especially with that. I know we're not supposed to Raiders game, but uh, yeah, he, he just was like, handing the ball out and the guy was like bop right out of his hands so i don't know it's not gonna be 
it's not going to be great for them without a real running back to lean on instead of. Yeah, uh, I I have a little bit better record than Kill. I, I have them at 12 and 5 winning the division. Uh, I mean, and part of that's Lamar Jackson, to be honest. Uh, and when I'm doing this, that was a big factor. And I think their wide receiver core this year has improved. Uh, I think with Hollywood Brown having another year of experience at the beginning, he'll be good. And we saw that in week one. And they still have Sammy Watkins, who's still yeah. a solid receiver. He's not who he was, but he's still good. Uh, and Mark Andrews, I think in the next few years, might be the best tight end in football, to be honest. Uh, as Kelsey starts to get older, I think he'll make a push for it. Not that Kelsey's old, but uh, but yeah. And, and the only reason I don't have them winning more games is because of the defense. Like, I'm not I'm not that convinced, to be honest. Uh, like you also got to talk about Justin Tucker. Uh, most elite. Mr. Automatic. Seriously, like, I feel like another person we take for granted almost at this point. I mean, he's he's a Hall of Famer now. Is that fair to say? I, I feel, I mean, all-time sure. NBA, not NBA, all-time leader in NFL history for a field goal percentage. And then on top of that, he's got a ring. And he's just, yeah, Mr. Clutch. You can always count on him. Their special team is always on point. That's how John Harbaugh made a living before he got the head coaching gig. I mean, yeah, we talked about Lamar Jackson, explosive. Let me see what I have for uh, their record. Uh, I had them at 10 and 7, 4 and 2 in the division. Um, yeah, I think part of that, I think, was before J.K. Dobbins went out, maybe. I was really pumped about him. I thought he was going to have a breakout season. Him and Lamar as a read option combination is just disgusting. But yeah, they got receiving options too. You talked about Sammy Watkins, Marquise Goodwin, or not Marquise Goodwin, Marquise Brown, Hollywood Brown, could be really good. I, he, yeah, he's just too inconsistent to be relied on as a wide receiver one in my eyes. But Mark Andrews, like you said, special. I think their ceiling is they, they everything clicks and they have the same record like Lamar's MVP season. But I could honestly also see the team completely fall apart what, like seven wins, missed playoffs. Yeah, I don't know. This division, I think, is one of the best ones in the entire league, pretty safe to say. Probably behind the NFC West. Um, yeah. But, well, yeah, what do you guys think? The defense was actually part of the reason why I had them so good. Hmm. Uh, I'm, a couple of minutes ago. Uh, yeah, they're a legitimate top 10, not a, if not top five defense in the league. So it, when you combine that offense with the defense, I – I think people are taking Lamar for granted, to be honest, when they're when they're putting their record so low. Uh, like Kill said, it is possible he gets hurt, and then the record will be a lot worse. But uh, but yeah, yeah. I'm also not banking on him getting hurt. I'm just I just figure you know there's going to be some games where they figure him out running wise. Like some coaches figured out like a game plan because there was a report that came out that said some teams have figured out Lamar yeah I mean that's a bunch of hooey or not but if he gets held under like 20 rushing yards he's not the best passer and if he has to win a game through the air I don't know especially going up like a tough defense or something especially in the AFC there's a lot of tough defenses out there so I don't know yeah that's the injury point that you guys both brought up yeah it's super super important to acknowledge 
Yeah, I don't know. I think that report that you were just talking about is, yeah, complete bull. I think that's just somebody yeah. trying to, like, tell themselves that they can game plan around him. Um, at the end of the day, what can you do? Yeah, he's not hes not an elite. He's not going to be dropping dimes like Russell Wilson downfield. But he can get the ball to his receiver. And at the end of the day, when he's rolling out of the pocket, you if you either commit to the run – or you commit to the pass, and you can't. If you're in the middle, he's gonna make you look silly, and right. I think it's, just, it's it's tough to game plan around that. At the end of the day, so we'll we'll see how that plays out, though. Yeah, one more thing on the Ravens, uh, off of, and then we can off of Lamar is yeah, like yeah, Lamar isn't so incompetent passing that you can just bank on the run. Like if you have guys just run at him or try to close up the middle, he'll make he'll make a pass to his receivers, especially if they're short like shorter or closer to him uh yeah he's not gonna like throw a 50-yard touchdown but yeah you can't you can't say oh lamar can't throw it all i, I know what you're saying killian i'm not I, saying oh no, yeah i know i'm not saying that you said like terrible but i think he's good enough that it's hard to like just discount the pass now no i i agree but i, I just feel like if, if he goes up let's say like the browns you know they've got a great defense and they've got a great offense so, you know he's got he's got the offense is just gonna roll uh for cleveland on that defense and he's got to keep up and if the defense is stopping him from running you know every time you know the play the pass play breaks down i don't know i just don't see him winning in that kind of situation fair yeah fair. one more thing about lamar Last last thing, just talking about just his, his escape artist ability. That because he's so special, play, man. Yeah, that one play in uh, just the Thursday night, or was that Monday night? Yeah, the Monday night game. Um, I don't know if you guys remember it, but literally like three people collapsed on him. He he juked out like three defenders that were trying to sack him, rolled out of the pocket and dropped a dime. Extended the play probably like six seconds when nine out of 9.9 out of 10 NFL quarterbacks get sacked on it. It's just those kind of things you just can't scheme around because everybody did the right thing. You, you can't, you can only guard or cover a receiver for so long. If, if they cannot get to Lamar, it doesn't matter, you know? Right, right, right. Even if, right, like you said, if, if they do pressure him, it doesn't necessarily mean that he's getting sacked because he's yeah. just that special of a player. All right, but yeah, we can move on. Would you guys, one of you guys, want to start with uh, the Bengals then? The bungholes, as Reggie said in episode one. <laughs> the Cincinnati bungholes. I gave them four wins. I actually gave them a tie, um, as well. Four, twelve, and one. Um, it's it's just one of those things where it's like this team will only go as far as the QB um, takes them, and if the QB gets hurt, just like last season probably gonna have a repeat maybe worse honestly but it, it was kind of cool to see week one how good they can be I don't know if it's like oh shit watch out for the Bengals or oh shit the Vikings kind of suck <laughs> and um maybe a little bit of both that's where I'm like it could be a little bit of both and that's where I'm like I really do want to see them play the Bears this week to really solidify whether I think, okay, they're just a shit team or, hey, maybe they can actually do something. Um, it'll be a fun litmus. What is it? Litmus, litmus test? Yes. Yeah, litmus. litmus. Yeah, some shit like that. 
um, week two. I just want to quickly point out, do you really think the Bears are a good litmus test? (laughs) (laughs) Well, I think they're like the gatekeepers of like um, mediocre teams, if that makes sense. Okay, and I, I agree. Vikings are hovering right there. Too. Like, there's a good, there's a good, like, there's the top tier teams, I think, then the mediocre, and then the absolutely god awful teams that'll never ever do everything in their life. And we'll see <laughs> if the Bengals still belong there or if they can come into the committee of mediocre mediocrity. Yeah. Yeah. Which is a huge step up. I mean, <laughs> yeah. even yeah. though, you know, maybe a couple of years ago they were in the playoffs with Andy Dalton and whatnot, but that was a different time. Long ago, now he's the Bears franchise quarterback. Oh my God! Okay, the Bungholes, the Cincinnati Bengals. Um, you had my four and thirteen, Reg. You said four twelve and one. Four twelve and one. You're right. You're right. Um, oh, you're getting cute. Throw that. Tie <laughs> They're gonna tie with the Jets, man. They're gonna tie with. Instead, of, I know Killian said last last episode. Okay, why not have two good teams tie? Shit, dude. Why not have two shit teams tie? <laughs> right? hey, so, yeah. If you predict a tie, dude, that'll be pretty impressive. Hey, man, I don't, I don't think so, but shit. <laughs> Look at that Thursday night game. Look at that uh, uh, Cincy versus Minnesota game. I mean, the Cincy Minnesota was... literally was going to be a tie until Dalvin Cook fucking fumbled the ball away, but whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Don't even want to talk about that, but yeah, no, that that one's gonna be a tie. So and crazy enough, things happen. But uh, yeah, and the other two games, seriously, they were they were just so close that they could have been a tie too. So I don't know, maybe it just uh, the rest of the NFL is kind of caught up in terms of uh, playing. There's not really shit teams anymore because again, uh, you know, hate to go off track here, but. Uh, I had some some teams going like one in sixteens that got that one win already. So it's like, oh, okay, Texas. Yeah, right, right, right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think the cool, like the, I think it's a testament just to the professionalism of the NFL. I think, I mean, college football, you get these walk-ons for economic majors making big-time plays against uh, like the number one team in the country, um, and shocking upsets like that. And in, in the NFL, these are all paid athletes like this is their full-time job like it is their commitment and they get paid to win so I feel like yeah I mean you know literally the phrase any given Sunday any team can win on any given Sunday which I think is so cool about the NFL um, but yeah I, to your that was just to your point of maybe it, like it's caught up I feel like it's always kind of been that way even like the shitty 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 teams get a really good win every once in a while when the Cardinals went three and 13 in order to draft Kyler Murray they beat the, I think, 15-1 and one Green Bay Packers in Lambeau that season. Um, like, just just weird things that shouldn't make sense, but they're, they're professionals, you know. But, yeah, so Bengals, I actually had them at 6-11, and 11, which I think might be a little generous, at least compared to Reggie's um, predictions. Yeah, I think they're going to be fun to watch period and sometimes fun to watch translates to unpredictable and winning a couple games that people don't think they should win um i don't know exactly i could go back and check specifically who they i had them beating but off the top of my head just joe burrow is exciting joe mixon's exciting uh you got deadly and deep 
receiving core, Jamar Chase, and T. Higgins, and Tyler Boyd. Like, they, again, we keep talking about weapons. They've got plenty. They have a lot of guys that are, even just in the fantasy world, are very competent starters, um, let alone in the real NFL world. Their defense is, you know, their defense. It's, it's, not, it's not going to blow anybody away. I don't think they're one of the complete basement defenses of the league. But, I mean, they got a nice uh, safety. I'm, I'm blanking on his name right now. But anyway, they, they got a nice couple nice D-backs. Um, they, got, they got players. Um, uh, please mention Darius Phillips. <laughs> Darius Phillips, WMU alum, is actually becoming a pretty nice NFL player. Um, but yeah. they, that's pretty much all. That's their whole team. They got a, lot, a bunch of people that are developing right now. So, really, I think 6 and 11 – could be on the low end if everything like, falls into place. Um, and they're really counting on people taking big steps like Joe Burrow, like Reggie was saying, or that receiving core, or, or Joe Mixon becoming a, an elite running back. I think they're counting on those, you know, that accelerated growth. And if that happens, then they could be a really, really good team. But for now, I have them at 6 and 11. What about uh, you guys, Andy and Phil? Oh, but wait, I just wanted to add, though, like, also on top of that, like, it's actually, yeah, it can be a fun team. The problem is, is their division is really fucking good. And that's probably why they might not see as much success as, you know, they really should be seeing if they were in a maybe <laughs> NFC North, for example. Um, but yeah, sorry, I just wanted to add that in. Totally. Yeah, I mean, I think that's a fair point. In the NFC North, they probably sweep the Lions, split with the Vikings, maybe split with the Bears. Not after that week one performance. It looks like they <laughs> Or at least time. We'll <laughs> um, we get to uh, see that this week. I, I did. Yeah, that's true. I totally agree with Reggie. Yeah, we'll see this week. When, uh... when they come to town. Is it in Chicago or is it in Cincy? Yeah, it's here. It's here. It's in Chicago, yeah. Um, but yeah, to your point, Reg, I had them at one and five in their division. Um, so, Me too, yeah. <laughs> yeah, they, they, that's, it's just brutal. Just like you said, it's, it's tough. It's, I mean, you got to play all those teams twice, unfortunate. But yeah, I think, I think they could still, in spite of being really shitty in the division, be competitive. What about you two? I had them at uh, five and eleven, and uh, since I gave the other two teams in their division wins, uh, they're getting a loss, and they're five and twelve. I just think oh, and six in that division. Um, I don't see it. The defense is, like you said, a whole lot of potential. Nothing real solid yet. Um, we'll see. I don't know. Uh, just uh, there's no offensive line for them, so I mean, Joe Burrow. <laughs> as far as he can run <laughs> so uh yeah I, I don't know he's gonna be like the guy from spongebob just saying my leg the whole fucking like every week dude <laughs> <laughs> just gonna be screaming my leg my leg but yeah. he did hurt his leg right he did last year yeah the, the acl yeah. Yeah. yeah i don't know just like oh god i how do you not – That's that was my biggest complaint with the Jamar Chase thing. It was just how did you not go out and get your biggest need over a want? You know, that was that was the only thing against Jamar Chase. Clearly, the guy is a good wide receiver. But, 
I mean, if you can't throw to him because you're getting sacked every time, what the hell's the point? Yeah, that's, so. yeah no, totally. I'm really glad you brought that up. I was going to say something about that because I wanted to track back to that just like you did. I do think, for the record, yeah, I think Panay Sewell, probably the right pick for their needs, like specifically. But I think it was just that kind of thing, like if he's sitting right there, he was Joe Burrow's receiver when they had the best college football season of all time. He was his number one guy. I mean, I get it. They got the chemistry already. You don't even have to worry about that. That I, I, That's the part that I was vouching for. But, yeah, totally. Panay Sewell could be a lock and start left tackle for 15 years. He has that potential. A lot of people during the draft were saying he's got uh, gold jacket material on draft day, which is nuts. I mean, yeah, he's special. And not only him, uh, Slater for the Chargers, who I think was the third or fourth O-line after him. Uh, held his own against Chase Young. So, yeah. Chase Young, I think he only got, like, two quarterback pressures against the Chargers that whole game, and Slater just shut him down. So, I, I think any of those offensive linemen would have been solid quality, you know, <laughs> solid <laughs> quality. Yeah. Totally get it. What you got, Andy? Damn it, 2-15. I mean, they're already, they're already halfway there, so that might have been a little harsh, but uh, but definitely 0-6 in the division, uh, unless something crazy happens. Maybe a tie. I don't, I don't know, but uh, yeah, like uh, yeah. I mean, I mean, they have they have weapons on offense, but it doesn't matter how good they are if Joe Burrow doesn't have any time to throw. I mean, and like yeah, we saw in Week One. I mean, I know we're not supposed to talk about that, but yeah, he he definitely no, can, has weapons. We can talk like, about. Uh, Okay. Uh, he definitely has weapons. Like, I mean, those uh, Tyler Boyd and T Higgins were already proven. And then they added Jamar chase on top of that. Uh, and they have Joe Mixon too. So like, yeah, if that offensive line can be average, I, I mean, I think they'll make a big step up next year, but I don't, I don't think this is the year they make a step, honestly. All right, do we want to put a bow on the AFC North there then? Yeah. Let's go East. Uh, the, dominated usually by the New England Patriots, but so that's the Patriots, the Dolphins, the Jets, and the Bills. Bills. Um, so, yeah. Let's, let, what do you guys have uh, for division winners? Anybody want to start there? <laughs> hey, man, I'm a Bills fan. You already know. Let's go, Bills. I only gave them 13. That's the absolute floor. That first loss, you know, we're just getting it out of the fucking bag, dude. Just chalk it up, dude. Honestly, they had that win. Can we agree? They Through three quarters, I think they had it. But better team for the talent, the better team, the team that wanted to win won that night. And that's what can – I think we, we talked about it before. Sometimes teams just show up better than the other team. Or – um. There's no real shit teams. It's just the team that um, really wants to. Huh? I just said any given Sunday. Any given Sunday, anyone can win. Yeah. And that's, I think that's what happened on um, the Steelers and Bills. So what do you like in them? What gets them 13 wins? What gives them 13 wins? I mean, their division really isn't the best. So that really helps. You know, I mean, obviously the Patriots aren't the Patriots anymore. The Dolphins are still working and the Jets are <laughs> the Jets. <laughs> so it helps to have 
a pretty shit defense or pretty shit division. I gave them wins over um well the Steelers, but that's already done and over. Um I gave the Chiefs over them. Um I have them beating the Bucks and I just really liked watching them play and really wish they did go further, man. <laughs> so it's it's hey man, it's hard. It's hard for to call me a bandwagon, and they didn't even fucking win last year. All right, so <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know about. But this. yeah, we'll yeah, see. Um, yeah, fair. Um, wants to go next? I uh, had them at fifteen and two. Holy uh, shit! You're more of a Bills fan than me. I apparently I was. Uh, <laughs> I'm part of the mafia. I don't know. I don't know. I really don't know how that happened. Looking down, I actually have them number one in the ASC over the Chiefs. So, um, fell asleep at the wheel. That's all I can say. <laughs> because uh, I don't, I mean, they're good. But 15 and two. Can I jump in there real quick, Joe? Go for it. I also have them at 15 and two, actually. Um, oh, five all right. Five and one in the division. Uh, okay. Yeah, they. Yeah, continue. I just wanted to say you're not. No, a... I, I, I don't know. So you tell me how they get to fifteen and two. I had them at sixteen and one, just to add. 16 oh, okay. <laughs> all right. We're all Bills fans, Bills, man. Call this yeah. Yeah, fucking Bills fan over here. Bills has... mafia, dude. Yeah. Wow. That's great. That's <laughs> really funny. Um, well, I just they're they're all around very good. I think. Nobody expected them to peak as fast as they did, meaning like last year be as explosive as they were. And they were still working out kinks last year. So I don't know. I really like the head coach. Scott McDermott is, I think, one, one of the most underrated coaches Sean. in the whole league. What are you saying? It's Sean. Oh, Sean? That's, what did I say? Scott. Scott? Yeah. That's, that's Doug McDermott's uh, dad. Uh, oh, Scott Doug McDermott is, you saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, the cre- the old Creighton, Creighton coach. Uh, okay. Creighton. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, got you. Sean McDermott, yes. The most underrated. See, so underrated, I don't even know his first name. Um, exactly. <laughs> but, no, seriously, they, they talk about weapons. Josh Allen is a wrecking ball at quarterback. Uh, we talk about not taking unnecessary hits. doesn't really matter if he takes unnecessary hits when he's built like a damn linebacker. Um, you can just plow into anybody, and I, I I hope for his sake that it doesn't get he never gets hurt. But as of now, his playing style hasn't led to anything serious. I mean, Stephon Diggs, uh, they Cole Beasley, and then they signed Emmanuel Sanders. Emmanuel Sanders, yeah. And they got a running back, looking sick, versatile. Um, and then their defense. I mean, they got Davius White, one of the best corners in the entire league. Very, very good linebacking core and D line. They have all the pieces to be a contender. Just like, just like Killian, I had them at the number one seed in the AFC. Um, they, they just look scary. I don't know. What do you have, Andy? You said sixteen and one. How did? Yeah, I had six. I mean, Grant. I mean, I don't think they'll really get sixteen games. That's just how it like shook out. Uh, I mean, I think fourteen wins is probably realistic for this team, to be honest. Uh, like you said, Josh Hounds, he's fantastic. Uh, and unlike Lamar Jackson, he can, I mean, if you want to like pick on arms, yeah, yeah, he has a cannon. 
uh, and he can also sure. run. Uh, so, and then, and then he has weapons. Like when Cole Beasley is your number two receiver, you're, you're in pretty good shape. Uh, yeah. And Stefan Diggs is arguably the, uh, definitely top five. Uh, yeah. you can make the argument for best, but, uh, yeah. Uh, and their defense is good too. Like, I just don't know who in the NFC, who in the AFC is going to beat that, to be honest, besides the Chiefs. Yeah. Well, the Pittsburgh Steelers. Okay, dude. Good one. Hey, <laughs> I mean, possible. true. You're true. You're right. You're right. You're right. <laughs> God damn it, dude. <laughs> all right. So we're all high on the Bills, I guess. Um, I have second in the division, uh, the Miami Dolphins at 10 and 7. I actually also have them at five and one in the division. Uh, so they also run it, I guess. Let me see what they're uh, – yeah, it looks like they split it with the Bills and they sweep everybody else. Um, I, I mean, I think they're very interesting. Uh, I think people hate on Tua way, 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 way too much. Way too much. I think like, – I cannot emphasize enough how much I think he is over-scrutinized. I mean, this guy came off of an injury that people weren't even sure he was going to be able to get back on the football field within a year, let alone come back and be thrown into a team that was trying to make the playoffs last year. And mind you, we're, what, half game away from making it? They were, they, like, they were so close, yeah, they were close. until week 17. Um, and Tua's just going to get better. He's got Jalen Waddle, who he threw touchdowns to at Alabama on his team now. I think, again, Jalen Waddle's a guy that doesn't get talked about enough because everybody was talking about Devontae Smith. But Jalen Waddle was better than Devontae Smith on that same Alabama team until Jalen Waddle got hurt. Um, so I think, I mean, they got weapons on offense. Devontae Parker is electric also. Um, people forget about him, I feel like, too much. Uh, who's their running back? Miles Gaskin? Miles Gaskin, yeah. Um, and then, yeah, their, their defense. Oh, Go ahead. Did Gaskin the tight end? No, no, Gaskin's the running mm, back. Oh, it's Galaseki. Galaseki, yeah. Who did, who did they bring in in the offseason? They brought someone in in the offseason, and I saw that on Fantasy. He was splitting time. Like, I know they have a guy named, like, with somebody else. Ahmad? Let me check. Salvin Ahmad? No, Salvin Ahmad's the third, but there was another guy. I'm almost 100% sure on this. I could be wrong. Malcolm Brown? Yes, yeah, it, yes, it is my problem, I think. He was, yeah. he was the Rams running back last year. Yeah. yeah. He split it pretty much with Malcolm Brown. So, I mean, yeah. No, but then adds to your point, uh, two good running backs. So, And Brian Continue. Flores. Uh, yeah, yeah, no, totally. Valid, yeah. Brian Flores, I think, is an amazing, amazing head coach. He's from the Belichick tree, and I think he has done a lot better than a lot of other Belichick disciples in kind of like picking and choosing what he took from Belichick because I think he's he, he's coming to his own as head coach and I'm, I'm really liking like the passion that he displays and the leadership he has so I think the Dolphins bottom line could be really good I think 10 and 7 is what I have them at right now um I don't know how much more than that it gets but for me at least and we'll get to that later it was enough for the playoffs so yeah that's the Dolphins for me what do you guys have I had them at uh, nine and eight. Um, 
I have two on my fantasy roster, and uh, week one, he was worse than Daniel Jones. So there's there's some hate to be going around, all right? I'm just going to put it out there, all right? I don't hate the man because I hope for better better things. Huh? I said, did they win? They won. They won. You know, and I won. No, I, I warned you about that one when you're talking crap about my team, man. What? I did, you're like you're saying, oh, Andy, you're drafting to lose, you're drafting to be as bad as the Cubs. Oh yeah, yeah. And, yeah. and you got a stinker like two, buddy. Uh well, hey, he rushed one in. He's got a great receiving core. My team went did pretty well too, bro. 185 points. How many you score? I barely made it by. I'm not gonna lie, I barely made it by. Darren Waller, um, as you know, the train, the engine of the Raiders and uh yeah I barely made it by (laughs) that's a very stressful game for me Monday night so yeah all the way up until like the third quarter and then I was like let's go actually no it was the fourth quarter excuse me very 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 nearly could have been bad 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 but yeah no um yeah I I don't know I want to say that they'll do better just because the division is such crap and I mean, if you already beat the Patriots with that close game, and I don't know, I don't see Mac Jones lighting it up anytime soon. I'd, I'd, I'd say I'd see Tua lighting it up more sooner than Mac Jones. So I don't know. Um, second in the division, uh, I think I had him at playoffs, maybe, maybe sneaking in seventh seed. But uh, yeah, no, they just missed the cut for playoffs. Okay. So. Nice. Yeah. So we're one game away from each other. Um, who's next? All right. All right. After I just talked crap about Tua, uh, I have them 12 and 5. Uh, <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I think that was mostly based on, honestly, they should have been in the playoffs last year. Like, there, that was just a weird situation where they didn't get in. Uh, and I see, I see Tua taking a step forward this year. I don't think he's good enough to be a fantasy starter yet. But, but I think he does have the potential to be a good quarterback this year. And then maybe next year he'll be a fantasy starter. But, uh, but yeah, I, I think it's a solid team all around. Uh, yeah. yeah. Who's your starter again? Uh, Justin Herbert. Put up a stinker against that Washington D that got lit up by Daniel Jones. So, uh... yeah. Yeah. <laughs> to a big boy. Hey, what did he score last week? Just wait, just wait. Here, right. Here's an interesting stat. <laughs> Who are the only two quarterbacks to have 1,400 yards in their first 13 games? How about his – there's always a sophomore slump. Always a sophomore Justin slump. Herbert and Patrick Mahomes. Sophomore wow. slump. That's an awesome stat. Oh, my fucking God. Dude. Yeah, you got to relax. There you go. You got to relax. I think six – actually, no, no, it's not 13 games. 16 games. But, yeah. Well, Still we'll impressive. I'm sure we'll get yeah, so. They're, they're very All good. the great quarterbacks that have played in the NFL, only just, only Justin Herbert and Patrick Mahomes. We'll, we'll put a pin in that conversation for the AFC West. Cause yeah, I think, I think there's more to delve into there. Uh, with, yeah. the, with the Dolphins, Reg. Dude, I'm looking at this. Honestly, man, I gave them six wins, dude. It's kind of – it could be uh, – could be very wrong here but from the way that i was clicking and predicting i guess i get six wins (laughs) yeah what's your reasoning i don't know 
Dude, um, I don't know. I'm looking at their schedule, the schedule that I picked out right now, right? I gave them had them shit, dude. I honestly don't know. Wins over or let's see, let's see the losses. Losing to the Patriots, well, that didn't happen. Losing to the Bills, pretty possible. I gave them a loss against the Raiders, a loss against the Buccaneers, a loss again to the Bills, to the Ravens, <laughs> the Jets, oh, <laughs> the Giants. Come on, man. Come on, man. Uh, and then the Saints and the Titans towards the end of the season, I think. So, I mean, other than, like, maybe losses against the Jets and the Giants, which is probably maybe not going to happen, but – other than that, those other losses seem pretty viable, which would make them, you know, an eight and uh, nine team, I think. I so, yeah. Well, now it would be nine and eight because they beat the Patriots. So, I don't know. I'm, maybe it's just a uh, wrong picking. Well, we're pretty no, – I think it wins. I think – those those losses you read, I don't think any of them are unreasonable except for the Giants and the Jets. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. I think yeah. I think there's a lot a lot of leeway with this record and all of them. Like. Yeah. Yeah. Any given Sunday. Any given Sunday. Any given Sunday. And then the injuries. I mean. Yeah. I don't. I don't want to wish it bad. I don't want to put any bad juju on any of our fantasy teams, but knocking on wood, injuries are a part of the NFL, and somebody very important for some really good team is going to go down for a long time this season and that's going to change everything and that just happens every season so yeah totally right we all have a lot of range especially even in this one i guess from six wins to 12 wins on the miami dolphins pretty split um yeah it'll be interesting to watch see how it plays out um third in division i had the new england patriots uh, I had them returning to their winning ways at nine and eight. Have them two and four in the division, though, um, which is weird to see the Pats being two and four. See, they, they get swept by the Dolphins in mind, swept by the Bills, um, but then they sweep the Jets. Uh, yeah, it's, I'm not going to ever, ever, ever bet against Bill Belichick. He's just literally. Darth Sidious, he is the emperor of the NFL. And like that, yeah, that's, that's how, he, how it is. He's going to use his dark lord magic powers and use the force. And he's going to find a way to win some games that he probably shouldn't. Like even that game against the uh, the Dolphins was a slugfest. They, they lost, but they were right there. They were Damian Harris fumble away from winning that game. They're, they got competent players. I mean, Mac Jones just shattered like every Alabama quarterback record last year um, and he's got better receivers than Tom did in his last year in uh, Tampa Bay or Tampa Bay his last year in uh, New England Nelson Aguilar uh, they still have or oh, now they have another former Cardinals receiver I don't remember. Um, but not, nothing nothing to write home about for sure but people who can catch the ball and then that tight end combo of Hunter Smith <laughs> is plus that running back committee and which bill belichick loves his running back committees they got james white damian harris with the the stevenson dude um 
they, they got capable backs who can do a lot of different things. And then that the defense that was almost unrecognizable last year has a lot of their really key players back. They got their middle linebacker back. I think Dante Hightower, right? He's still their middle yeah. linebacker. Yeah. And then Stephon Gilmore, he's, he's banged up, I'm, I'm pretty sure, right? But they still yeah, got out. one of the best corners in the NFL when he's on the field. And then, well, the McCourtney, uh, I don't know if it's Devin or Jason. I get confused because they're twins. Devin. Devin's on this one, yeah. Yeah, Devin, still an elite safety. Um, they, I don't, I, Again, just I would never be, bet against them. And at the end of the day, when there was a game, especially when I was picking, there was kind of a toss-up with them. I'm going to go with Bill Belichick. I'm just going to. So that, that was my reasoning. That was not enough for the playoffs. Uh, not close, actually. But, uh, yeah. What do you guys have to pass? I'm going to echo that. I also have them winning, but I had them one game better at 10 and seven. Uh, honestly, I, I think part, part of that was Bill Belichick. I think part of it is also, I think uh, right now, Cam Newton's probably the better quarterback, but I think Mac Jones is a better fit for what Bill Belichick likes to do typically. Like, uh, yeah, I don't think, I think Mac Jones is a better thrower than Cam Newton. Uh I mean, it's questionable to fit in today's NFL, but I think he'll bring that team farther than Cam Newton would. Uh, and yeah, like you said, that tight end room is insane. Uh, and they have they have Nelson Aguilar, uh, who's who's on the up. Uh, he had a good season last year uh, after some brutal drops in uh, Philly. But yeah, I, I think they could be a solid overall team. Don't forget, Nelson Aguilar was a first round pick. Yeah. Oh, he's got the talent. Yeah. Yeah, I hear you. Reggie or Killian? Pets? I had him at uh, seven and ten. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I wasn't really confident in Mac Jones, although I know he was great with Alabama, but that's Alabama. I don't know. I just was really shocked with the Cam Newton trading. Like Andy said, I thought he was a better quarterback, but going down the road, yeah, Mac Jones, obviously. So I, I, I just kind of think it's, it's going to be kind of the same situation with Cam Newton last year. It's going to take some time. It's going to take some time. And uh, I think because of that, there'll be some more losses than wins in the column. So I just think it'll take time. But then, yeah, they'll, unfortunately, they'll be back to doing Patriot things. And, yeah, no, no one's fine. excited. <laughs> so. Yeah. yeah. Wait, real quick, Andy, did, was 10-7 and 7 enough for the playoffs for you? I think so. Uh, let me check real quick. No. Just outside. Okay. Wow. So good AFC this year. Uh, yeah, I was gonna say that's a that's a great conference then. Uh, what you got, right? Yeah. The Patriots. I gave them nine wins. Big macaroni and cheese, dude. Um, to be honest though, like I remember hearing from somewhere, oh man, the Patriots suffer their first losing season. How terrible. Oh my God, Tom Brady! They needed Tom Brady, bro. They went seven and nine. All right, that's not that's not that bad, man. The Jets would kill for a seven and nine, man. <laughs> Let's be honest, or maybe not. Maybe they do want to keep tanking and get more picks. But um, yeah, I mean, it's Bill Belichick. It's um still not that bad of a team. I had this thought earlier. I can't really remember, but um, I guess just to like sum it up. It's going to be fun to watch big mac and cheese play under Bill Belichick. 
in my opinion. I gave them, again, nine wins and surprisingly five and one in their division, splitting with the Bills. Wow. It's no joke. This is actually, now that I look at it, I think this conference might even be stronger than the NFC. I had them, uh, honestly, it's funny though that I say that, that um, nine and eight got them into the playoffs in my predictions. So that's funny now to like say that. Uh, yeah. yeah. I mean, the Pats yeah. come back. That's, at the end of the day, there are a few things that are constants in life death, taxes, and Bill Belichick being a good head coach. That's, that's oh. what I'm saying. It just reminds me of when we were sitting in your house for that one Super Bowl. Like, holy, sh- it, it was for uh, the 28 and 28 three. three game. We were like, holy so shit, they're going to do it. Oh, my fucking God. Wow. Literally. I'm pretty sure you said that same exact line, too. You were like saying, oh, death taxes in Tom Brady or death taxes in New England. And, man, I would not want to really bet against Bill Belichick as well. Man, we were in high school. That was a dark statement to make then, Marcus. Holy shit. Death taxes and New England Patriots. That's a very mature yeah. thing for a high schooler to say. Holy I shit. think he did say that. It was either him I or... I, I remember that too. Well, I mean, you, <laughs> you watch Bill Belichick do what he did with the Patriots for long enough, you, you start to just overall have this dark view of life. So I'm sure... <laughs> I'm sure I'm not really optimistic about the NFL um, moving forward. At that point, I'm prob- I was probably positive they were going to win like six more straight. Jump in real quick with the Jets. Um, five and eleven. I don't. Uh, oh, sorry. Five and twelve. Um, yeah. Um, I don't see it, but uh, I don't know. I think I think Wilson's better suited to handle the whole entire team zone than Sam Darnold was. So. Um, He's got Corey Davis now plus Jamison Crowder. So he's got actual weapons to throw to. The defense is a defense. We'll never we'll never see anything good out of this team. And I think that's a best case scenario. Five and twelve. Yes, best case scenario. Jesus. Yeah, I do. I really do. Yeah, it's tough. I mean, what's even tougher. Come on, it's the Jets. Oh well, yeah. Well, what's even tougher is I think you're spot on. I had them at three and fourteen. And uh, <laughs> oh, and six in the division. Zach Wilson's nice. I don't know. He there was a huge hype train with him when he was at BYU playing like Wyoming every year. Um, but I can't really talk shit because Josh Allen came out of Wyoming, so like that's not really a, a fair way to compare or be able to judge how he's going to be as a pro. But yeah, they got Corey Davis. They got weapons now, um, and I like Robert Sala a lot. The, their new head coach came over from the 49ers. So I think he's going to do a lot for their culture, but their culture is already toxic as hell. That if, even if he works miracles, they'll just be a mediocre team. Although, quick point, I think if there was a team right now in New York that showed competent, like that they could actually like maybe make the playoffs, I think there would be a, a big shift in the fan base. I don't know. Just saying, uh, if they actually show like a shred, I feel like it would be like Cleveland. You know, they they they'd be like, oh hey, it's good now. The diehard oh. fan base, they they don't put up with shit, but they've had to put up with shit so for a long time. Yeah. 
Uh, I totally would love to get some conversation about upcoming, and then I could just throw up my predictions for the rest of the season after the fact, you know. But, yeah, I definitely want to talk week one. Yeah, let's Two. have the Jets conversation. We can even – this can be an ongoing one, especially because Kyle's got these two, so we can we can come back to these. What we were kind of doing naturally today was planting little seeds about the week one matchups and how they impacted what we thought. So we can do that more so as the season progresses. But, yeah, let's pivot. Yeah, Reggie, you brought up the excellent point. Since it's recording now, you can you can say it again, just of some of our matchups differentiating. What you got? So I just want to reference, yeah, we put up all our predictions. I went through, wanted to see who had special ideas, some, knew something about the, the teams that we don't know. And Killian happens to think that, you know, the Dolphins are going to beat out the Bills. And honestly, I would love, as a Bills man, I would love to hear, how you think my bills lose this week? <laughs> you gotta stop it with that bills thing. <laughs> I gotta get a jersey, bro. <laughs> you gotta stop. They're on the road. A, I think they're just gonna want it more. And I think the bills are just gonna be like, yeah, well, we know we can beat them any given Sunday, right? I just, uh, I need Tua to put up some real numbers, you know what I'm saying? So that that really <laughs> influenced my pick. So. <laughs> Ah, that's funny. Honestly, I think the fact that they lost last week is going to fuel them to getting a W this week. And hopefully they really put in the place like, hey, this Dolphins team, probably a fringe, probably going to make the playoffs, even though I predicted them to get six wins. They got to show up and say, hey, we're fucking we're still dominant here and we're still going to fuck you guys up. That's what I'm thinking, at least. I don't know. They lost to the Steelers, so. Okay, dude. I'm just thinking, like, they're going to come back and have have fun. They're really going to play good football. That's what, as a Bills fan, I am hoping they will do. <laughs> Speaking of predictions, I don't know how I'm 10-6. and six. Andy, if I find that crystal ball, I'll let you know. But uh, Yeah, man. I don't you know. did really dude. well. Holy shit. I was surprised when I saw that. You, I, I, you're giving, like, yeah. ESPN guys run for their money, man. Yeah, I know. I mean, hell, if I keep it up, that's 66%. That's two-thirds of the league, right? That means shit. That's some Vegas betting numbers there, <laughs> if I can keep that up. Um, hey, man, I could have gotten 10 and 6 too, but I picked the Bears to win, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, yeah. <laughs> well, then you deserve yeah. to go 9 and 7 there, I think. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you should, we should knock more points off because you good ones, dude. <laughs> come on man chicago dude nah oh uh, yeah i was gonna say that first thursday night football game we were kind of split kyle and andy both picked the giants i know kyle's not here but in his defense he has to keep up with that major <laughs> prediction he had for them yeah. so yeah. <laughs> he definitely had that them winning was... the division right right Jesus yeah. Christ. Well, not a good start. Definitely not a good start. No, no, no. no. Check out episode one of the SFL podcast and know for sure what he said. Yes, truly. I mean, I can talk about that a little bit, why I thought yeah. Giants win. I mean, honestly, it just came down to the quarterbacks, to be honest. Like, who would you rather have, Taylor Heineke or Daniel Jones? I mean, neither of them is really a great option, but I wasn't convinced before the game that Taylor Heineke could play at a high level. I mean, obviously prove me wrong but uh that's what i was thinking okay that's fair i think yeah what made me lean towards them uh personally we talked just about their defense is capable ron is capable their weapons are capable 
I think what gave him the edge was actually Keller Haneke's performance in the playoffs last year. When he got thrown in, you can fact check me. I'm pretty sure he had the best stats out of every quarterback that the Buccaneers faced that whole playoff run. I think he had better stats than uh, Aaron Rodgers, Drew Brees, and Patrick Mahomes. I think I remember hearing that as well, though. Yeah, I think so, too. But at the end of the day, he's still a backup quarterback. At the end of the day, if he was really, really good, he'd be starting somewhere. He's like fringe. He started somewhere, dude. (laughs) By virtue of someone getting hurt. Yeah. Yeah. No, he's definitely good, though. He's good enough to carry it, not carry a team, but he's good enough to not hurt a team, I think. That was Fitzpatrick that he replaced. So, I mean, he was replacing a replacement, right? Yeah. Uh, career replacement. Yeah. Um, okay, yeah, so yeah, we talked about Bill's Dolphins. So I'm the only one here then that picked the Eagles over the Niners. So I'll get on my soapbox then. I just think based off that first performance, Jalen Hurts is going to be not only elite fantasy-wise, but I think he's going to be very good just NFL-wise. Uh, they, I mean, they, they figured something out there. Devontae Smith and him – Picked up right where they left off, also from their Alabama days. Crazy how we keep talking about Alabama, but also not crazy. They're pretty much the 33rd NFL team. But they, they already have, what, Dallas Goddard, Zach Ertz. We've talked about them. We've talked about them in the NFC preview specifically. To see that that team actually click and come together in week one, I was like, huh, okay, that is noted. And I think they can only get better. And the Niners, they just... They look good first two quarters of that Lions game, maybe even first three. They completely, completely fell apart to the point where the – They almost let them come back, dude. They almost let The Lions were fumbled away from having the chance to tie the game when they were up like 28 at one point. Um, I I just don't trust that Niners Niners secondary. Jason Verrett's out for the season. Um, they just picked up a guy off the street. Dre Kirkpatrick was a Cardinal last year. They have like some depth issues. Obviously, I know Nick Bosa um, is crazy, and Fred Warner also crazy. But I don't know. I think that Jalen Hurst can gash that that team, and if the Eagles' defense has enough uh, capable players, Fletcher Cox is big, one of those capable players that they can they can pull it off. But tell me how wrong I am, guys. I just want to point out that that win came against the Falcons. The Falcons. And yeah. The Lions almost came back, but San Francisco had already put in some of their secondary defenders, too. So, yeah. And San Francisco is not Atlanta. They yes. do not like to blow leads like Atlanta. Well, I don't think Atlanta ever had a lead, so... <laughs> no, I'm just saying in general, because in general, Atlanta general, likes sure, yeah. to blow leads. Um, no, I agree. But yeah. <laughs> I got got to clap back to that because the dude who blew the 28-3 lead, the offensive coordinator for the Falcons, is Kyle Shanahan, who is their Niners head coach. And it was only two years ago that they blew a lead in the Super Bowl to Patrick Mahomes. So I don't know if I can have that. I don't know if that's really an argument. That's my two cents. There. There's a lot of turnover, though. There's a lot of turnover there in two years. That team is unrecognizable, the Falcons team, compared to the Super Bowl. Oh, no, I'm talking, I'm talking about the Niners, though. The Niners in the Super Bowl two years ago, Kyle Shanahan, who was also oh, yeah, yeah. coordinator, that's almost the exact same team, and they couldn't hold yeah. on to the lead. That's fair. I do think that'll be a very interesting matchup, and uh, I, it was one of the ones that I 
I had a pause on uh, deciding who, but I just I just gave it because that division and who they are. And again, they were just in the Super Bowl two years ago. So I, I mean, it's not crazy. I don't think the pick is completely crazy. I just think it's one of those games that's like uh, you're actually getting to see the team for the first time because their opponent really didn't let them see it or they didn't themselves. But yeah, I just think uh, yeah, really like I said, you know, second string defense and you were playing the Falcons. So we'll see. We'll see. Also legit arguments. So yeah, I hear you. I do think that if the Eagles do win, they they can have a shot to win that fucking division then. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Because that that can show okay, maybe they can beat a team like Dallas, maybe two times. Mm-hmm. But until that happens, uh, no. <laughs> I honestly if they win, that shows that they can beat Dallas because the Niners have yeah. a defense. The Dallas Cowboys, they don't have a defense. So right. <laughs> Fun matchup for sure. I don't know, yeah, it'll be a good game, I think, period. Very important fantasy game. We got Andy saying that the Texans will be the Browns. Here one second. I'm trying to figure out why I said that. <laughs> Honestly, guys, if you want to like write down reasons. Yeah, I think in the future, like we should do that for sure. I'll start. Uh, so I really wasn't that impressed by the Browns in week one, to be completely honest. Uh, I think, I mean, given it was against the Chiefs, uh, but I was very impressed by the Texans, uh, especially Tyrod Taylor. Uh, Tyrod Taylor showed that he's can be a, a good quarterback in the NFL. Yeah, so I think that's what it came down to. Honestly, in the moment, I was just really impressed by Tyrod Taylor, and I think, I think, I think that game will be a lot closer than people think. A lot mm-hmm. closer. So the story of the uh, the quarterbacks, then. Yeah, I think so, because I, I think the biggest reason that we all agree the Texans will be so bad is because they don't have Deshaun Watson. Yeah. I think if you plug in a competent quarterback, they could pull off some upsets, and I think the Browns are a good candidate for them to upset, to be honest. That being said, they had Deshaun Watson last year, and Deshaun led the league in passing yards last year, and they still were, what, 5-11 and 11 or something like that? They, they got a lot of holes. But, to, yeah, to your point, I mean, Tyrod is just the definition of a professional. I still feel so bad for that man. I seriously think he's the unluckiest NFL player of all time. I think he's like Brandon Knight of the NFL. I mean, just think about it. <laughs> He was the backup to Joe Flacco, and they were going to try to try to weasel him into some kind of role. And then they win the Super Bowl. And they're like, oh, maybe he is an elite quarterback. And they traded Tyrod to the Bills. And then Bill, he led them to their first playoff run in, what, like 20 years? Snapped yeah. the longest active drought. And then they draft Josh Allen. Obviously, they got to prioritize that, and they trade Tyrod right over to Cleveland. <laughs> Baker Mayfield. Um, and he's kicked out of there very fast goes to los angeles is supposed to be the starter was going to be the starter and then he gets his lung punctured by a trainer and justin herbert yeah, by a trainer. breaks every nfl rookie quarterback record but that man throughout all of that was always consistent always dynamic and i i'm really really rooting for the guy i just like him as a human being and rooting for his his story but yeah he he flashed in that week one so I don't blame you at all, Andy. I don't think this one's honestly that crazy either. I was almost tempted to pick the Texans too. I just felt like the Browns, kind of like what Reggie was saying about the Bills, are going to come out uh, with their pants on fire and want to prove they were that close to being the NFL darling, and they want to they want to put the pedals in the, the Texans. It also helps that they're at home. 
Yeah. That has a lot to do since compared to the last year, a lot of people forgot about that uh, just because there's no fans. But I think this year the fans are hungry and they're going to, they're going to be bringing the noise. So they're going to be uh, yelling. Dude. You're gonna, yeah. You're going to, you're going to see the Spewing beer being COVID sold. everywhere. Ah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Bunch of drunks thrown around. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah so uh, I don't know. Uh, I, I totally agree that uh, the home game is going to have to play a bigger role this year. I, I feel. Yeah. Yeah. People just want to go out, and uh, what better way to go out and uh, have a good time than watch some football? Can't discount that home field advantage for sure. Although there was a couple games last week where the home team was getting fucked up by the home crowd, like they couldn't hear their own cadences yeah. because their fans were. <laughs> so that, it's like they forgot I, how that shit works. Too much, <laughs> too much alcohol. <laughs> It's um, like, oh, we're, oh it's, we're on offense? Okay. Ah! <laughs> fucking yell at the top of their lungs. It's like, no, dude. The fucking other way, man. No, totally. Yeah, yeah. It, it's it's very relevant. Um, it's That's the biggest difference between this year and last year. I got a dip, but uh, closing statements. Um, yeah, I just wanted to say that uh, 10 and 6 uh, again this week is optimistic, but not unreachable. <laughs> And uh, coming for that title since, like, clearly I can't win in fantasy. But <laughs> so, yeah, I'll, I'll win this one, right? All right, boys, it was a pleasure. And uh, here's some more great content. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yes, sir. Until the next episode, sir. Have a good one, man. Yep. Peace. Peace. There is one more matchup. I don't know if you saw it already, but it's where you have the Panthers being the Saints. If you want to talk about it, I would love to hear you think yeah. your thoughts on that. I think there's room for a relapse for the Saints. I think they had a gigantic chip on their shoulder, probably particularly Jameis. So they lit it up that week one. I still think they got some flaws. I, I think they're a really good team. But I think the Panthers are a better team that people give them credit for, especially with Sam Darnold playing the way he was week one. Again, another dude, massive chip on his shoulder. And I think he's better than a lot of people realize because he was in New York. He was a jet for a while and had nothing around him. But do you guys remember even like that that Thursday night game where he had that insane scramble, broke like six tackles? He's got the ability. He always has. I think that he's I wouldn't say an upgrade from Teddy last year, but he's about the same as Teddy was last year. And they were competitive. They were in every single game last year. And that was without Christian McCaffrey for most of it. They had to go to Mike Davis for a while. Um, and they, they beat my Cardinals even uh, at one point. But all that being said, I think they're, again, we, we're talking about this theme any given Sunday. I kind of was just leaning to the Panthers this one because I feel like the Saints are good. And I think they're better than most people realized they would be, clearly, based off of week one. But I don't think they're as good as they showed on week one every week. I think that might have been more about the Green Bay Packers. Do you think it was more like the Saints overperformed or the Packers just underprepared? Yeah, a little bit of both. In my eyes, what the Saints did is their ceiling. Like, I think they can do that again. Right. They're not a good team. Um, I don't know that they're going to be doing that every week. And that might start with uh, Carolina. I don't know. Is this one – in Carolina or is it in New Orleans? It's in Carolina. Yeah. That, that might have been another factor. Again, CMC is just electric. 
and he's just going to slowly get back to being himself, I hope. That receiving core is fun to watch. Robbie Anderson. Um, that guy's good. That guy's fast. It's still DJ oh, yeah. Moore, right? I think they have DJ Moore. Um, DJ Moore, yes. But yeah. I don't know. So I just thought – I thought they – I think they'll put up a fight, and I think they could, they could pull it off. That's not one that I'm extremely confident about by any means, but – I don't know. That was my take, though. Why did you guys have the Saints? I was just too impressed. The fact that fucking Jameis can see now? Holy shit, dude. (laughs) (laughs) I I think if they can at least put out, um, like, moderate effort in comparison to what they did to the Packers, I think they can beat the Panthers. And, I mean, when you compare also last week, the Panthers played the Jets? Right? Yeah, they play the Jets. Yes, yes, it was. Because Sam Darnold, former team. I think Jameis Winston is better than uh, Sam Darnold, simply put. I just think that they're just going to win. They're going to ride on that high from last week and show everyone, hey, man, who the fuck is Drew Brees, man? Let's just get rolling. It was fun to see him, like, self-deprecating. At one point during, like, the halftime of that game, he said, I guess this is what the Saints were missing last year. Somebody who can make that deep throw. <laughs> yeah, I yeah. saw that. What yeah. a guy, dude. Especially after that shit that he said earlier. In the, was it earlier this year or early last year? It was last year. Yeah, it was last year. I think yeah. it, was, it was preseason. Yeah. Oh, goddamn. <laughs> that was kind of cringe, but that's not football. Andy, do you have anything to say about yeah. you know, the Saints? Yeah, I thought Jameis looked really good. Uh, and that was my biggest takeaway from that game is I think that was the biggest question mark is do the saints have a good enough quarterback in the building to make them good. And I think the answer to that as of now is yes. A lot of those ill-advised throws that Jameis typically makes. And, uh, I don't know if he'll just be more conservative under Sean Payton or, uh, what that approach is. Uh, I think, I think he also feels like he doesn't have to do too much like he did on that Tampa Bay team that one year, which I think Marcus talked a little bit about last podcast, but yeah. Jameis was really impressive. Yeah, I almost feel like you have to put an asterisk on it because, yeah, it was five TDs, but 128 passing yards, right? And yeah, that was, so, that was the thing. So, 148, oh, 14 of 20. I think part of that was, a, was the game flow, though, because the Packers just so bad. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, I guess next week, hopefully it's a closer game and we'll really see what Jameis can do. I agree. Yeah, I think it's a very, like, weirdly important game. Because, I mean, those are division foes. And one of those teams, unless I walks out of there 2-0. and And one of those teams, unless it's Ty, walking out of there 2-0 and would probably be a surprise to a lot of people. Yeah. Maybe contend for the division title. Yeah. yeah. With uh, the Bucks, Or not. Probably not. <laughs> but it helps to go 2-0, and for sure. Oh, yeah. Do you guys want to talk about, like, surprises from week one at all? Just real quick. Yeah, I'm down. Sure. I, I have to like go. Any... I have to go for sure after this. Uh, we're getting a cat tonight. I'm very excited for that. Sure did. Probably next time we can continue. Hopefully, and everyone's here with the AFCC, like you were saying before, to have yeah. it go on and yeah. talk about it. I, w- I would love to also hear more of what Kyle and Killian say. Yeah, sure. No, for sure. Yeah, I'm, I'm game for that. All right. So there are those games where none of us predicted it right. I think the Texans was one. The Green Bay Packers was another one. We all got wrong. Yep. Uh, there's a lot there. Uh, I think those are the two big games. So I'll talk about the Green Bay Packers a little bit. Uh, 
I thought Aaron Rodgers was honestly one of those guys who could just show up, no preseason and perform. Like, uh, most NFL quarterbacks can't do that, but if anybody could, I thought it was Aaron Rodgers, and he just looked terrible. For someone who spent the whole offseason getting his mental health in check, uh, he was he was a mess. And I just don't know if he really cares much anymore. He doesn't want to be there. And unlike a lot of players, it doesn't seem like he had the professionalism to put that behind him and play. Even when he got pulled for Jordan Love, he didn't even really seem to care. You would think that would be like a a shouting match between the head coach and the quarterback, but he just sat on the bench and watched his replacement play. I think he's just gone there already. And I don't think we're going to get that one last hurrah like he said we were going to get. I think it's going to be a bad season for the Packers. Yeah. Oh, wow. You had him in the NFC, yeah? Yeah, I did. I think you and me were the only ones. You're saying like winning the NFC? Yeah. Yeah, I think at least yeah, at least two of you guys had them in the Super Bowl. Yeah. yeah I shit dude. I after seeing that game, man, I can agree hundred percent. Like it's it's almost kind of sad. Like, what the fuck happened, dude? You're this fucking guy who's known to come in and sling fucking long balls and destroy teams. But maybe this season is just like a fucking heartbreaking ending to the story instead of this <laughs> fucking last dance idea that we had initially i don't think i'm quite there yet I'm, i think i'm treading a little more carefully just with them just because it can be easy to overreact obviously after week one i mean think about last year we're talking about how the texans fell apart they gave the kansas city chiefs everything week one uh, and they what they lost by like a field goal or something and david johnson looked oh, that was a fun game and everybody, and everybody said wow, these Texans, they could be a lot better than, than we realized. Maybe they didn't need DeAndre Hopkins. So I don't know. I think there's there's room for improvement with them. They're not a lost cause. But the, the point you made, Andy, about um, him being one of those guys that we all thought could just show up, doesn't need that preseason, I think is really interesting. You put the word to my thoughts exactly. I thought if there was anybody, just like you said, that could just show up and do it, it'd probably be him. And the fact that he clearly could not do it and didn't look like himself, didn't even look like a shell of himself, looked like a shell of a shell of himself. Yeah. I think that, yeah, it's, it's something to keep tabs on for sure. And like you said, is he just checked out? Is he already thinking about where he wants to be next year? As much as I feel like Tom Brady doesn't need anybody parading around his greatness any more than they already do, I think you got to think about how interesting it is that Tom Brady was in this exact same mindset his last year in New England, and they still destroyed the division, and they still made it to the playoffs. They lost the playoffs, but they were still competitive. And can Aaron Rodgers do that? We'll see. I don't know. I think that's a testament, though, to New England, right? The system that they got there is fucking amazing. But uh, a Green Bay, I mean, yeah, they got a, they got a ring or whatever, but – when you compare like their system, I think it's very hard to say they're anything the same. I think the difference is kind of huge. And I think just from my impressions, Tom Brady seems like way more professional than Aaron Rodgers. I don't think Tom Brady would let this situation get like this, to be honest. I think he'd say what he wanted behind the like backstage and then he'd get out in there and perform. And we saw that that last season in uh, New England. And I think the only thing from my perspective that can save this is Aaron Rodgers would be like, Oh shit. If I play really bad at my age, then I might not get the contract. I think I will. Mm -hmm. Uh, But that might not kick in for a few more weeks. I think if his head, as long as his head's not there. Yeah. They're screwed. Yeah. No, I think that's well, very, very good point. Yeah. 
who knows? And the thing about Tom Brady also is just talking about his professionalism. He wants everybody to buy in. He gets people to buy in. So just like yeah. you said, Reggie, he probably wouldn't get, let it get to that point because he's got his eyes on the prize. He wants to win the Super Bowl at the end of the year. And maybe he, he is really great mentally right now because of the offseason. But because of that, maybe he's just understood that there's bigger things in life than football and doesn't have that same hunger that he probably did before. So I don't know. That's just interesting storyline to follow. We all were kind of taken aback there. Yeah, 38 to 3. That's kind of fucking crazy. Jacksonville and Houston, we talked about a little bit. Uh, it's just Tyrod's impressive. And I think you got to give credit to the Texans front office because they knew how fast this thing could have become a dumpster fire. They knew how fast they could be the Cleveland Browns, and they still can be. That still could happen. But they brought in professionals. They brought in people that want to be there, that are hungry, that are competent. And when you have people that are hungry and good at their job, that is going to win out when somebody is supremely talented but not showing up to work. So I don't know. We just kind of discussed a little bit earlier. They could win some surprise games the rest of the season. But they could also be the Jaguars last year where they win the first game and then lose 15 straight. So, Man, oh, man. I just think this season is going to be pretty fun. You guys want to talk about any other matchups for uh, week two at all? There's a couple where we have some toss-ups. Chiefs-Ravens is interesting. We're almost exactly split down the middle there. And that's probably the biggest named game. Got some superstars there. I had the Ravens winning, but honestly, it's going to be an upset if they win, even though they're at home. It'll be fireworks. It'll be fun to watch. We talked about that famous Chiefs-Rams game. I'm not saying this is exactly going to be that. There's probably a better matchup. It's probably like Bills-Chiefs will be more like this down the road. But I wouldn't be surprised if this one is that kind of insane. Both teams have 40 and go back and forth in the fourth quarter taking the lead. I can could, I could 100% see that. Especially after week one, yeah. yeah Both yeah. teams put up some pretty sick plays. Pretty yeah. Fucking sick plays. Yeah, and I mean, who on the Chiefs is tackling uh, Lamar Jackson besides Tyron Matthew and probably uh, what's his name, Chris Jones? Nobody. Um, and and he can he can shred that defense. That defense is nothing special. Ravens is, are are better, but they have to go against the Chiefs' offense. Yeah, I think it'll be fireworks. It'll be fun to watch. I had the Chiefs. I do th- I do think the Chiefs have like over the last couple of years a much better record against them than the other way around, right? I think they've won the last three times. Wouldn't surprise me. And do you have anything to say about that? I was pretty split. Like, that was one I went back and forth on a few times. Uh, I just think the Chiefs' offense is going to push them over the top in that game. The Ravens' offense is good, but I think there's more of a mismatch between the Chiefs' offense and the Ravens' defense than the other way around. I'm hoping so for my fantasy. Yeah. It's going to help that they're at home. Last week, they were away, right? Yeah, they were away. Holy shit. That was a fun game. That Oakland, not Oakland, my bad. Las Vegas Raiders <laughs> and um, Baltimore Ravens game. That was pretty sick. Oh, yeah. And the, the grand opening of the Death Star in Las Vegas. The Death Star did. Holy. I didn't Wait. even see that. How did it look? Oh, it's insane, bro. It is insane it is the death star dude <laughs> it, yeah it looks like a spaceship from the outside and then inside 
literally there's two sections on either end of the end zone it's just a walkout like patio area like a bar that pretty much climb up to the field it's insane and they have a fountain outside and like a swimming pool area where you can watch tv they're gonna host new year's eves in vegas in that plaza from now on that's gonna be dangerous having a bar <laughs> right next to the field it's, what do you it's, mean, pretty, it's pretty cool but i don't know <laughs> <laughs> hopefully they have good security to get people out of there can you imagine how many people are going to try to run onto the yeah. field now in that stadium? Well, i think they might set the record for that honestly i mean in vegas alone i don't know why they wouldn't set the record but it's exciting for them i think it's good for i mean vegas in general but good for the nfl i think it's just going to become a larger and larger market it's already a popping city everybody knows that but now that they have the hockey team golden knights there's rumors that the oakland a's are going to move to vegas have you heard that andy uh, I haven't heard that. That'd be terrible for Oakland, though. Yeah, I, that'd be really tough for Oakland. It'd but be good for the MLB, though. It'd be good for the MLB, and again, just better for Vegas. Um, At least Oakland has uh, the Warriors, right? <laughs> Did they move to San Fran, though? Yeah. <laughs> they even lost to the damn Warriors, bro. That's so sad. That's so sad, actually. Wow, dude. Um, yeah. That's okay. I think I got a dip. Are you guys cool with wrapping this up for now? Yeah, I'm good, dude. I'm good. Hit it again, episode three. Thanks again. Seriously, boys. Really appreciate it. But for now, yeah. thanks for tuning in, listeners, to episode two of the SFL Media Podcast. Um, until next week, swagger on. I don't know. I couldn't, I couldn't think of a good catch. <laughs> um, but all right. Peace, fellas. Much love to you. Take care.